0: Bang bang bang
1: Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast, pottering around the transfiguration-based pun- punishment of Mangum Reeds. We are three Muggles who would defend Hagrid, but secretly can't see the point of a blast-ended scroot other than, I suppose, the stinger. My name is Sarah. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts BJ and Spencer. How are you all doing,
0: sir? How do you come up with these, these each week? They're I'm perfect. This is, you is can what we are. Something out.
1: Oh, this oh. is my only job. <laughs> well, that
2: and the recap. So, There's it's a lot well, of it. it's,
1: I sit around like the sorting hat all week coming up with my intros.
0: My <laughs> comparison sir, I hold up a timer to the screen and recount what we wrote. It's just, come on. You do the you do the actual like work here.
1: Well, you know, uh, it's a joy, guys. <laughs>
2: Put your degree to good use. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> this is this is what I'm good for. Uh, so we are on, I don't know what chapter number we're on, 13. but it's called Mad-Eye Moody, Moody. Chapter 13, mm-hmm. Mad-Eye Moody. Um, and we have some segments that we do here. We have a rapid fire recap. We have BJ's wizard wheezes, newbies notes with Spencer. We award house points. And then uh, questions, queries, qualms, quibbles. Quandaries. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> Whatever you all need. Um, Indeed.
2: Well, the first
0: question that we always ask, Sarah, do you have a particular goal for yourself this time around in your recap?
1: You know, I I have been I have been doing really well with the 1 minute and 55 second goals recently, mm-hmm. but I feel mm-hmm. like that's getting a little stale, so I'm going to try to push myself. Oh boy. And I am going to try to push myself in a way that my my practice read through would not support me doing today. So
2: 135?
1: <laughs> well, but practice reading in all sanity would not support 135. I, I will be a little more moderate. I would like to go for a 150.
0: 150. I mean, this is an interesting chapter. It's relatively short, but there are some things going on here that could take a minute to discuss.
1: Well, especially because we are kind of in those chapters, the, the early chapters of being at Hogwarts, where we kind of start going to each class. And interesting Things happen in each of those settings mm-hmm. so it's true.
2: We,
1: um, you know you can get easily get like four or five scenes in a given chapter which starts to ma- eat up some time.
0: That's true we hit four classes and then we have a fifth one discussed or at least referenced so best of luck Sarah. And there's a uh, ferret
1: in the middle of it that we have to get to too. There, there
0: is a bouncing ferret. <laughs> All right okay uh, Sarah if you're ready uh, timer is here can you see it? Actually, I can pull up my screen so I can see it.
1: <laughs> you have the technology, Spencer.
0: <laughs> Does not mean I know how it works. <laughs> OK, there we go.
1: The next morning, they're looking through their course schedule over breakfast with Hermione gloating about dropping divination. She's also eating again, Ron notes. Although Harry's worried about not getting a response from Sirius, there's little time to think about it while collecting tuber, boobertuber, boober-tuber tuber, plus in Herbology. Then they're off to care of magical creatures with Hagrid, who has found them newly hatched blast-ended scruts. Malfoy, while a real twit, does ask the salient question of what they're good for, which does temporarily flummox Hagrid. But they do either explode or sting or suck blood, um, but Hermione is quick to back Hagrid, even though she seriously questions his judgment on the way back to the castle. At lunch, Hermione shovels in her food to get to the library for the afternoon, and Harry and Ron head to double divination. Trelawney immediately begins prophesying at Harry, who starts to drift off in the heat of the classroom. When he's caught, Trelawney is trying to predict his birth date based on his characteristics and the planet and power, and is only about six months off. They work on their star charts, and we get a joke from Ron that places him at approximately 11 years old. When they meet up with Hermione for dinner, they also run into Malfoy who is gloating over a new piece by Rita Skeeter in The Daily Prophet. This one mentions Mr. Weasley by name, calling him out for missteps at the World Cup, dredging up the Flying Ford Anglia, and reporting the dust-up with the dustbins at Mad-Eye Moody's house. But what's really made Malfoy gleeful is the picture of Ron's parents at the borough. Harry jumps to Ron's defense and moves, um, and moves to leave when Malfoy tries to hex him from behind. But who steps in but Mad-Eye Moody himself? By the time Harry turns around, Mad-Eye seems to be berating a ferret, which he then starts bouncing off the flagstones. This is honestly pretty grisly before McGonagall shows up, first confused and then outraged that we're transfiguring students here. Moody is unconcerned, but does turn Malfoy back into a teenager who promptly begins muttering about his father. Moody has no patience with this and drags him off to Snape. Ron is delighted by this turn of events as they go into dinner. And Fred and George come in raving about Moody's class, but Harry, Ron, and Hermione will have to wait until Thursday to see Mad Eye Moody in action.
0: You made it, <laughs> and we have a a barely polite clap from B.J.
1: Um, the the bubble tuber pus did throw me for a loop there. I got caught in a little a little jag.
0: Bu- bubo, bubo tuber. Is it bubo? Well, it, 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 based on buboes, the form the form of pustule nodule that form of people that suffer from plague.
1: Okay, well, see.
0: Hence, where the term bubonic plague
2: comes from.
1: How about that? You learn something every day.
2: <laughs> this is the weird knowledge I'm here so, for. Sarah, I have a quick question for you. What's that? How much time do you think J.K. Rowling spends on R popping on Reddit?
1: Oh, I'm stop. gonna ask this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not just her. Apparently, Harry, based on him saying that it was oddly
1: satisfying. Yeah, that did seem to be a little bit of a rallying stand in the moment, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, straight. Oh boy. Ugh, ugh ugh. Anyway, moving swiftly on.
0: <laughs> we're walking, we're
1: walking. Uh BJ, that was all of the wheezes you have at this moment, right?
2: Um so I have uh one major uh one more. Um I do I am entertained by the cursing off your nose despite your face. Um, and that it was obliquely enough referenced that, it, that you could get it, but it wasn't like hammered in like some of the other things that, that we have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some other, you know, random entertaining things. Um, it did remind me of the, uh, Futurama joke about renaming the planets. Um, but for the most part, it was a fairly stayed chapter as as some of the early Hogwarts chapters are based on you know going to classes and things like that there's less uh uh effort put into to new things though
1: mm-hmm.
2: as reference in in your opening spiel the the uh animals that that we get introduced to are are a somewhat entertaining lot um but I guess I wanted it a little bit more out of the name rather than very descriptive, but descriptive <laughs> and and fits, fits well <laughs> enough.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, Scroote is a fun word to say, I will say.
2: Yes. It is. Definitely.
0: Well, on to a uh, new bit Let's do then. it.
1: By all means. Uh,
0: uh, like Harry, I too would find a professor continually predicting my death at least mildly annoying. Might... My- put me a bit off my game every time I went into her class. However, if the only class-based alternative is Arithmancy, might be willing to soldier through it. (laughs) I I, I did enjoy the professor of Arithmancy is Vector. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We have not heard of Professor Vector before, I don't think, right?
1: Hermione might have mentioned him in the last book, but this is one of those classes, obviously, she's only taking is it a um, Harry and Ron aren't so we never actually see it I don't know uh
2: I believe it's not I don't know how they are portrayed in the movie but I did look this up and oh, we have a never character, them in the movie um a character name in our uh erstwhile role-playing game Septima mm, Septima mm. Vector is is okay. what I have uh on the from the internet
1: Interesting. interesting okay well then I could be entirely wrong about that and I will scold myself for uh, assuming that someone in s- magical version of stem must be a male
2: played by <sighs> Hazel <sighs> <sighs> Showham.
1: okay well then I guess it, I'm wrong per, I, I also don't remember per, her in the movie
0: keep it keep in mind it's the movie it's perfectly
2: possible they changed that. <laughs> that that's true I also I'm not a hundred percent sure it was the movie I don't know Mm. Okay. But it, it, indeed, if I enjoy,
0: I really do enjoy just how many professors there are apparently at Hogwarts that just cannot be asked to attend group functions. Because we got like <laughs> five professors named that were actually at the the, the new kids, the new students arriving mm-hmm. event. This the, uh, the sorting uh, event. Apparently, I saw the ones that ever bothered to attend. Um, BJ, I think you mentioned this before, but every time we get the scene of hundreds of owls flying <laughs> over food, I start flinching. <laughs> That's a lot of owls that are all arriving right over people that are actively eating. And I'm like, can I keep my food covered when that moment occurs each
2: day? I also didn't it's realize why you never
1: see anyone get a cold.
2: That apparently <sighs> Harry is the only one with a white owl. It appears to be a rather diverse collection of owls, but mm-hmm. I suppose, I wonder yeah, if that's they... why there is so much hatred from <laughs> Harry's white owl against all of the other owls.
0: Maybe Harry's violating an unwritten rule or something. Uh, as said, bubo-tubers is possibly my favorite phrase that uh, J.K. Rowling has invented. <laughs> I really enjoy that and the visual that they just conjure. Uh, Meanwhile, Blast ended scroots are the single most Hagrid thing ever. This is Hagrid being the most Hagrid that he could ever be. He is aspiring to this level of Hagrid when he's introducing (laughs) these
2: things to students. I mean, this is kind of like a, a, you know, sea slug or something like that. And just like, I don't know what it needs. Have fun. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Hagrid. Hagrid literally just
0: knows the name of this thing. He has no other existing knowledge. He has a vague idea that certain ones have stingers. He knows that they can burn you. But beyond that, apparently even Hermione made... I don't know if her... Do we assume that Hermione was using her knowledge that the things can grow to six feet across? Or was she just hypothesizing about what the most Hagrid scenario
1: would be? I think she was hypothesizing away. This is, like, the worst version of... That college professor who has, like, a deadline for a book that they haven't actually written yet who decides that they're going to teach a whole class about whatever the subject is and just figure it out on the fly. That's what we have going on here, but with stingers.
0: You, my class, will serve as my editor because I don't have time to hire one. But, uh, Sarah, before the podcast, you joked that uh, Hagrid's kind of like a Disney princess, but just for these creatures. Uh this is what
1: he brings home following him in the forest.
0: Which is so perfect, I can just picture it now. Where Hagrid just walks with his bloodhound and just the animals—they come frolicking after him. Maybe if you get caught in the beard as he goes. I mean, it's,
2: I mean, I, I think it might be less frolicking after him and more like he's sort of like the something attacks him. And he's like, "Oh, a new friend! I'm going to pet you," and it's just like, "Oh God, that—that that was not not what I was signed up for."
1: That's exactly how this goes. I mean, let's think okay. back to the spiders, please. Yeah
0: god I'm having Lenny flashbacks now and I'm perfectly willing to believe that Hagrid's had those moments <laughs> um, I'm also wondering maybe Hagrid actually has like a Sears catalog or something that just advertises the weird beasties that you can you know, get through the mail
2: um, I think that there is actually a book I don't know that it's a mail in order book but, but uh
1: I don't know what owl is going to deliver this shit guys it's
2: it's pig <laughs> <sighs>
1: Well, he is up for anything, I suppose. Always enthusiastic. Other than,
2: that, other than
0: that, I really want the side book of whoever his contacts are at that bar that just have the creatures that he just give over to him because those people have stories. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: I'm or not. I mean, the, the, like, no, no. You... Working at so working at a university where <laughs> random animals sort of need to exist, like. Like, for experiment's sake? or Yeah, experiment for experiment's mean in the world? sake. So, okay. so you have, like, weird sea slugs and stuff like that that people need to work on. Octopus, cuttlefish, stuff like that. You just have, like, people that you pay that are around this stuff that are like, hey, you want to pay me for me to, like, put a bunch in a bag and hand them to you? Sure, let's do that.
1: Yeah, yes. that sounds sketchy as hell, PJ. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I'm, I'm going to end on that point, it's a wonderful point to leave hanging. Um, I'm assuming that Hermione is engaging in kind of the same thing she did in the last book of where she's in, in full-on legal plotting. that previously she buried herself in the library for the sake of uh, Hagrid's, you know, legal defense. Now I'm assuming that she's conspiring in some way for the mass manumission of house elves. We'll see how that plays out, but she seems determined to have as a bee in her bonnet, which, when that comes to Hermione, the mountains can be moved. I mean, not always the uh, right
1: ones and not always in the right direction, that, but yes, they do.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, she has to have her turn in the sun, and, you know, it's time for it. Mm
0: hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Uh, the thing you dread will indeed come to pass is the single most newspaper fortune cookie possible <laughs> prediction. Ever.
1: She said <laughs> that, let's be very clear She said that to Lavender Brown At the beginning of the last book Which was Lavender's rabbit dying
0: Yes Not that she specified that And not that she didn't have a whole year For something to occur mm-hmm. But I mean, that is the classic example Of you will invent a scenario That satisfies this prophecy Because something bad's going to happen At some point in the future mm-hmm. Uh, We've really debated how old we feel these characters are, and Ron making a Uranus joke further hammers home that they stopped aging at 12, and I will not be argued with otherwise.
1: This was rough. This was a rough one. (sighs) Uh,
0: The Skeeter article was interesting. Sarah, you you talked before about to pay attention to her because she's going to have a lot of articles coming forward. This one feels more of a hatchet job than some of the last ones have because... Not much really happened that she's trying to portray badly. Of where Ron's dad went out to defuse the situation involving Mad-Eye Moody. He successfully defused the situation and he left. And yet she's framing it as it is this just mass embarrassment to the Ministry of Magic that he successfully mind-wiped two police officers and cleared the situation without any other further issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So... We've, I've, I've been debating my mind to what degree is she actually engaging in proper mud raking journalism, to what degree she just has a personal grudge. This one's leaning towards grudge. It um, doesn't quite have the same punch as some of the prior articles that we've had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Malfoy punishment that we get to see in this chapter is utterly glorious. <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> it is oh, I didn't know which perfect. way you were going to go
1: with this. I thought you might have had a McGonagall reaction to this. No!
0: Dear God, no! The McGonagall reactions haven't been working. Malfoy is still a little shit. We need to use we need to use more aggressive tactics here. I mean, I think no amount punishment of punishment seems a little in this universe. In this universe, fair enough. Come on, fair enough. They can undo everything that they can do. I mean. No amount of detention is ever going to stick in Malfoy's mind to the same degree of being a bouncing ferret where on each impact with the floor you get to hear a gnarled, twisted, hunched, limping, (laughs) broken, weathered piece of a man saying, in emphasis on each impact with the ground, never do that again. That that one is going to stay in his psyche till kingdom come, whether he actually modifies his behavior from it or not
2: so the question is see- does mad-eye moody have a similar relationship with snape and that's why they're friends <laughs> mouthful Malfoy-
0: moody has a list <laughs> he is <laughs> Mo- it mean somebody many- else there seems to be like be an existing um just kind of Hardening of everybody that was involved, kind of acceptance in the community right now. where Everybody's letting bygones be bygones, or at least letting the past be forgotten so they can move on. Mm-hmm. Moody's got a list. Moody has
1: never forgotten that list. Well, on that list... Mm-hmm. Moody is missing pieces of himself, so I think he sort of falls into another category. Moody is missing pieces of himself,
0: and it may have been inflicted by some of those people that are on that list that are now just operating in society. Yeah. So the world may have forgotten, but Moody is incapable of doing so. And honestly, we may need that going forward.
2: Yeah, it it's I mean, interesting because there seems to be some things going on in the ministry, at, at like around the minute, like around the ministry and 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 with Voldemort that. Are sort of being picked up on Mm -hmm. and so to have a character that may be going this way of like no I'm actually familiar with what you know some things that might be going on and I'm not up to tracking them down like I used to be but like no I get what's going on and y'all aren't seeing this
0: Yeah, this this is the kind of guy that you want as, you want as an immediate advisor when they go to war. That when things start to go to hell again, let's have this guy on the red phone speed dial, just just in case.
1: But we also, someone him... monitor him
0: because he's... oh yeah, <laughs> Let, we don't want him actually out there anymore. People will die that don't necessarily need to die. But
1: listen, innocent advice, for, yeah. have been.
2: So so is this it, the the wizarding more colorful version of Lord Marbury? Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: I don't. I, I don't remember Marbury, you know, directly hazarding dustbins or thr- or turning uh, turning various members of the White House into white. I mean, parents, he he was but... more
2: drinking and flirting rather than using his magic destructively. But it, it, it's a version. It's a version. But but uh, well, making lewd comments to the president's wife might be the uh...
1: American equivalent. I guess he is British, but.
2: Or the uh, real uh, world equivalent of, of a trans- <laughs> transfiguration? Sure. Just a bit.
0: Uh, one thing One thing he reminds me of is that my dad went to um, a military academy from 1964 through 1968. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. A fair portion of his military instructors were guys that were on leave from Vietnam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And some of them were not really there or right anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they were effective military instructors, but... My dad remembers distinctly one of them when a kid annoyed him, looking down right into his level, nose to nose, and saying, I can cut you with my hand as good as a knife. And just immediately then switching back to normal, as if that was just a sudden moment that he had. Moody gives me those vibes, but just like a guy that-
1: With the PTSD vibes, yes.
0: (laughs) Way too much PTSD to be teaching, but he'll probably be a pretty good teacher, so long as you can work through that and avoid his wrath. Uh. Well, we have no evidence to the contrary.
1: (laughs) uh, We'll find out.
0: (laughs) I have very little to go on for any of these assumptions, but I'm having fun making them. Uh, uh, We end on what is maybe the single most high-sounding conversation we've ever had in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) of where They're discussing Mad-Eye Moody at the end, and this really just... I mean, it's just words like, he knows, man. What does he know? Knows what it's like out there. They're doing it. It's like...
2: Man, how much are you blazing as you're having this talk about Moody? I mean, they are uh, 15 now, so
0: sure. Uh, plus, they're using wizarding herbs, and I don't even know what those things yes. do.
2: I think it's stardust. Um, <clears throat> you, you don't need Hindu Kush where they're going. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, that is one thing that I hope we get um, there is a phrase that comes to mind uh, the best defense is a good offense and that kind of feels like where the defense against the dark guards class is about to go I really hope it does yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're getting those vibes that he's gonna actively teach them not only am i gonna teach you how to defuse I'm gonna teach you how to fight back um, I, I have a feeling this is where we might actually get abracadabra and I'm and I'm curious <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, we'll see. Right.
2: So,
0: Sarah, I have a guess as to who may have lost this chapter, but I'm <laughs> curious as to your views. Who won and who lost? Who was our house comp- winner and loser?
1: I would say that our, our house ferret has had a bad day.
0: <laughs> Not even Malfoy. That ferret was just apparated in existence for only that purpose.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Malfoy, clear loser of this yeah. chapter. I mean, it's just, it's bad it's unmitigating unmitigated disaster mm-hmm. for malfoy i mean this was not only not only a thing that happened to him which he like, probably could have dealt with he seems fine when he comes out of ferrethood but it was in public
2: oh, yes. and it was a- his like bringing up his dad it yes. did nothing yeah absolutely nothing which That's is like a one- new
1: experience for him that he's going to have to go think about
0: yeah. I mean, previously, every other professor or person has been intimidated by his family name. This guy's not only not intimidated by it, he seems energized by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like Dumbledore isn't intimidated by pretty much anything. He's like, all right. We, I,
0: we wouldn't know because Dumbledore's not around <laughs> enough to have confronted Malfoy ever.
1: I know, we've has never he's... seen them interact with each other. <laughs>
0: Have they ever had a
1: conversation? I mean, I don't think Dumbledore really has conversations with students.
2: Dumbledore oh, talks, no. and sometimes there are students in front of him, and sometimes there aren't, and he doesn't really change what he says.
1: No, that he would say the same thing. The, the, el- the
0: elaborate multi-hour conversations that he and the Sorting Hat have just leave him too tired to talk with anybody
2: else. He's talked out. I mean, he probably has had conversations with Harry when Harry is not in the room.
1: That's probably true. Actually, he probably thinks, you know, the The running joke is that none of Harry Potter would have happened if Dumbledore just actually told him what he was supposed to know. He mm-hmm. probably thinks he's told him what he's <laughs> supposed to know. It has just happened when he hasn't been in the room.
2: Or he's paused long enough in, like, what he was saying and what he was going to say that Harry's just like, okay, I guess we're done. I guess I'll leave. And then, like five minutes later he just like talks for another two hours about like all of the things that he oh, yeah. needs to know then turns around and's like oh i guess he left at some point well he'll figure it out at some point next
1: time
0: <laughs> it was so nice of harry potter to leave those just dumbledore stroke moments out of his account <laughs> those were left on the editing room floor
1: Oh, boy. Are they like the Emily Dickinson? They're just the long dashes to indicate when the seizures (laughs) happened.
2: I was going to say either that or it's a little bit more uh, Charlie Brown, where at just some point, Dumbledore goes, (laughs) (laughs) and this is just all Harry actually remembers because he never pays attention. Oh, God. Harry Potter, the ADHD verse. If only we'd had Harry
0: on Redolin the entire time. We would have had such a more complete account. (laughs) All right, Sarah. Who won this chapter? Of the the loser is so obvious. I
1: actually think the winner is pretty obvious as well, and it comes from the exact same scene. One Ron Weasley.
0: Oh man, he had a turn. Is living he in from... his
1: glory day. It, it started out not great. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, and also that was a that was Malfoy was exceptionally mean about Ron's parents, yep. and I know he's been mean about them before, but this was just cruel.
0: This this was creative in a way he hasn't been before. Previously, it yes. was just always just schoolyard bullying, just like five-year-old shit. This one, it not only kept coming, it was hard punches he kept coming with.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, we complained about his um, sort of bullying and insults that happened at the Quidditch World Cup. He seems to have been practicing in the last, like, week.
0: mm mm-hmm. Speaking of characters that have been talking with themselves, Malfoy alone just works out the next insults he's going
2: to throw at Ron. He, he is very worried about uh, Esprit d'Escalier and and gets his practice rounds in.
1: <laughs> so, um, I think Ron was gleeful by the end of this. He had to take he had to take a moment. He was so happy.
0: Ron doesn't even know why you
2: would need a cigarette yet, but he was needing one at that moment. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It's such a weird um, thing for him to get such pleasure from, too. Like, if they were 11... I don't know,
1: Spencer enjoyed it as well. <laughs> well, Ron, Ron and
0: I apparently share a certain amount of sadistic glee. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, Ending on that moment, because let's, let, let's end on one moment for me. Um, where would uh, What questions do we have for Sarah this time around?
2: Um... Do we ever get to see Arithmancy? No. <laughs> that is just such... the f- Can't be bothered. The most JK Rowling thing ever. It's just like, this is a boring thing and I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> no, we really don't even get like a good sense of what it's useful for at any point. Like, it's never used for mine. He just talks about it periodically. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing based on the name, it's numbers magic in some way.
1: Yeah, and they're like, it it seems to be like an advanced form of calculus or something. There are like symbols described and stuff, but like it never gets described more than
0: that. I I had an instinctual recoiling from just the
2: name and I think J.K. Rowling may be on the same page. (laughs) I mean, I think... I I would hope and I would posit that, you know, creation of magical devices would be like in that era or like in that, like portion of things like making cauldrons and, you know, making time turners, like all of the things that are magical and made.
1: Kind of like an engineering subject almost. That's fair. That might be the case. We'll never know.
2: (laughs) We will. Um. (laughs)
0: Spencer. How long has Mad-Eye Moody been retired? Uh, is, he, is he just like an old war veteran that hasn't really been operating for 10 years, or is this a more recent thing?
1: I think he hasn't really... I'm not sure if we get an answer to this or not. My impression is that he was active for a little while after Voldemort's fall. Um, the mopping up. Yes, because there were there were a lot of... A lot of dark wizards to continue to kind of sweep together uh for their just desserts but my i think he's been in retirement for a while because he was clearly already nuts so i think they slowly pushed him into um his little estate house that he's living in how many and let him be
2: active R's are there
1: <laughs> um it's, I don't know that we ever get a real count. It is a pretty select, my impression is that it's a pretty select group. I think that there, we see specifically like five or six
2: okay.
1: at any given time. There might be significantly more than that. I'm not sure, but it seems, it seems to be like a pretty tight knit Special, specialized group.
0: Right. This seems. it seems like a like a British army in World War One kind of thing, of where the, the professional British army is tiny because they don't need it until wartime, and then they'd start drafting to probably expand it when they actually need help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
2: is there a reason that uh, we get some some? we We get the uh interesting characters that we had the last time around rather than ors when there was something loose in the school or like or was that just a uh, like what what's necessary to call in an or
1: well, so what i would i I don't know what the like threshold is for calling in an or mm-hmm. um but I would imagine that we have not had ors deal with any of the school-related stuff yeah. because of Dumbledore's propensity to keep the Ministry out of Hogwarts as much as humanly possible. Gotcha. I would say that this is probably a Dumbledore thing more than a what would the Aurors normally be doing kind of thing.
0: Man, I can only imagine the number of times that active authorities that probably should have been there have petitioned to be admitted to Hogwarts only for Dumbledore to say, No, 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 it's a learning experience. (laughs) They'll be fine.
1: It's called experiential learning.
0: There's literally a dragon. They will learn. (laughs) Spencer? Uh, Well... This is kind of more of an adaptation question, but we talked before about how Mad-Eyed Moody, as depicted in the film versus depicted in the book, are remarkably different physical creations. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Sarah, that when it comes to um, characters that we have seen, or main characters we have seen, are there any ones of where the movie has supplanted the book in your mind for how they look? Other than Snape.
1: Yeah, it's a thousand percent Snape.
0: Uh, uh, Other than Alan Rickman. Yes.
1: (laughs) Alan Rickman is and always will be will be Snape in my mind. The three um, kids? I mean, it's it's hard for me to read the books at this point without seeing the three kids. Um, I would say, much as I love her, I don't necessarily always see Maggie Smith when I'm reading McGonagall. Um, mm.
2: I picture McGonagall as younger.
1: I think she is in the book. I think she's more like '50s-ish in the book, mm-hmm. to my mind. Um, who else might have? Honestly, the man who plays Mister Weasley is so Mister Weasley in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, his name is Mark Williams, and he's in a bu- he's in a bunch of he's in a bunch of like British-based stuff. Um, but he like I do see him as mr. Weasley I think Um, other than that I'm not I can pretty much get away from the movie adaptation. I don't always choose to necessarily because I think they did a pretty good job with most of the characters but I can get away from the movie adaptations the characters um, when I'm reading if I want to
2: Uh, follow up so which Dumbledore
1: Oh, it's, I don't, it's really hard. Yeah. Um,
2: is it Jude Law? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's always young Dumbledore (laughs) once and forever. (laughs) Jude Law is Dumbledore at some point. Oh, he, yes, he does play young Dumbledore, uh, in the, Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Beast,
0: Beast series. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know Richard Harris. Uh, I yes. think he was the first. Richard Harris and was then the first, and a, Michael uh, Gambon. Michael
1: Gambon was for movies three through eight. And it's so it's hard, particularly because like Michael Gambon was was Dumbledore for so much longer, mm-hmm. and I think he did such a good good job. But there was like such a weird energy with. Richard Harris doing it in the first two movies Mm -hmm. it's hard to get away from that for me. Um, He had this kind of like breathy voice that he was using for the character who seemed particularly (laughs) frail which was very funny to me. Mm. Um, I don't know.
0: Devledore is hard to portray because he is ancient like he's timelessly old but he's not elderly. No. He doesn't doesn't come across that way. If anything he's kind of he's kind of sprightly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so in that way, I mean, I, I think that Michael Gambon probably portrayed that better.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Richard Harris got a little more of the, like, Dottery. Yeah, just the, like, weirdness mm-hmm. that is Dumbledore.
2: <laughs> you need some of that. Yeah. Um, well, that- how do class schedules work? So some classes <laughs> seem to be like who who wants to take them and some class mm-hmm. schedules ah. are okay well we're going to have Gryffindor and Slytherin together and uh it seems like no one actually gets to hang out with Ravenclaw because they set their own curve or something <laughs> but mm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm fair enough i can't remember I guess we really don't see the Gryffindors have a class with the Ravenclaws. They frequently have herbology with The Hufflepuffs. The Hufflepuffs. Potions. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of classes with the Slytherins. They have care of magical creatures and and um Potions. Potions.
2: What about Defense oh, Against the, the Dark Arts? Because that'd be really funny. if <laughs> It's like everybody gets Defense Against the Dark Arts with Slytherin because Slytherin needs yeah. the most brushing yeah. up because, well, you know.
1: Hey,
2: hey d- you, you want to know who you're going to be using this against 20 years from now? Look to your left. Look to your left well, look to your right. At least one of these students will be a dark, will wizard, be a dark wizard by the time you graduate. <laughs>
0: Man, just keep that written on the board in front of wow. the class at all times. Wow,
1: yeah, I don't. I but, guess we don't really see them in classes with Ravenclaws, and then it gets it gets a little hinky in the movies because in the movies, like, they want to portray Malfoy in the same classes so that they can have as Harry, Ron, and Hermione, so that they can himself. have the sort of reaction reaction shots. Um, so in the movies, it looks like they take every class with the, with the Slytherins. And I guess the Hufflepuffs and the Ravenclaws are just off taking their classes together. Um, do Do we know how many, what,
0: can you name just a couple characters that we know that are Ravenclaws? Cho Chang. Yeah.
2: Okay. That one I know. <laughs> uh, wasn't, That's about um, all we
1: really know right now.
2: <laughs> wasn't Percy's girlfriend gotcha. also? Uh,
1: Penelope, Penelope Clearwater was a Ravenclaw. Yes.
2: Ah oh bad she does not count. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and then we do we do have one person who becomes a a sort of like second level character who is in Ravenclaw, but we don't really meet her until the next book. Are there any um, male
2: Ravenclaw students?
1: <laughs> I think I think Jenny might date one at some point. I think there might be there are yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're in the movie. They have to be there. Yes,
1: background characters. Do background. we ever really see them? Actually, we might. Hmm. I think we see one in this book briefly. <laughs> Maybe with no real Ooh. characterization, but he does exist.
0: What? Why? Here's a question: Who's the Ravenclaw head professor? Um who is the head of, who is the head of house? Flitwick. There's the
2: dude. There you go.
0: Figured I well, figured it was Flitwick. I think we talked about before. Yeah.
2: Is he really a dude anymore? <laughs> Where are you going with that or, one? Or am I missing it? Who's the dead one?
1: <laughs> it's not no, Flitwick, no, no, no. Fl- that's
2: Ben's. Fl- okay.
0: Flitwick's like the gnome one.
2: There we go. Okay. <laughs> he a dwarf or what is he in in this lexicon okay i don't know i I mixed up the professors no i I was thinking bins and i was just like well (laughs) that's fair but like
0: (laughs) we we understand now
2: (laughs) i Um, thought
1: we were going somewhere different with this conversation but no he the bins prefers to have no interaction with anyone in the school if at all possible so
2: and then the head of hufflepuff is
1: (laughs) professor sprout
2: Okay, that makes that one sense.
1: That
2: makes sense. All right, well, that's all the questions I have this time around. I think we've- EJ, um, are you good? Gone down a weird pathway that I am proud of, so I'm good. <laughs> sure.
1: All right, well, next time we have uh, the Unforgivable Curses. Chapter
2: 14. Spencer, you get to learn what, unf- and I do too, because I have no idea what they are, the Unforgivable Curses.
0: I I know it involves probably the single most action shot picture we've ever had for a, a chapter starter image. <laughs> looks like um I, I I someone's
2: using a wand to zap an insect. Um well. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be something like an arachnid given the number of lights, and not an insect, but but yes.
0: Oh, okay, on that. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time.
2: All right, time. this has
1: been fun, y'all. <laughs>
0: Till next time.